You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. This is Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Yes, good evening everyone and welcome to Sports Day. I feel like I've changed my clothes and gone to exactly the same party. It's Ben Hook joining you. Joining me is Daniel Menzel, of course, champion footballer for Geelong, Sydney and more recently the Woodville West Torrens Eagles. Daniel, how did you deal with the raindrops today? Yeah, look, it was uh, an interesting day, Hoodie. It was up and down here in Adelaide, but um, I did get to watch the Melbourne Cup, which was uh, a very interesting race in the end, and I think uh, the bookies might have got got away with one there. We'll get to the Melbourne Cup. You've had a very interesting day, and let's just reflect back on uh, our previous week on this show where we caught up with Emily Borg, the Port Adelaide footballer, uh, and you had quite an amazing link with her. You both went to the same school. You bumped into her again today. Incredible. So... Kings Baptist we went to and Golden Grove Footy Club. I'm a little bit older than her, but I was coaching at Para Hills today of all places. I live not too far away from there. And I see someone running around the oval and it's bucketing down. I'm thinking, geez, they're keen. I'm not sure many would be doing this right now. She runs next to me and I look at her and she's like, hello? And I'm like, oh my God, what are the odds of this? And so we had a good chat and yeah, just incredible that, yeah, she was at Para Hills at the same time. So there you go. So her season finished last weekend and there she is doing laps of the oval in weather like this on a Tuesday. I mean, Port Adelaide, you have a player for life if you've got commitment like that. That's quite incredible. She should be should be Mad Tuesday, shouldn't uh, it? I did, was thinking that. I didn't ask her because she's still only 17, about to turn 18, <laughs> just finished school. But I did think that. I said, what are you doing? And she said, no, nah, I want to stay fit. I'm going to probably play in the sample next season as well. Um, but, um, yeah, credit to her on a day like today and the season finishing a couple of days ago. Let's get into so much sport that is going on. We'll do it thanks to Char Time. Thirsty at Char Time. Explore a ready-made signature drink range inspired by Char Time fan faves. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number to call in. 0427154166 if you want to text through. Uh, have your say about anything. We're going to begin uh, by reflecting back on Australia's performance against Ireland last night. Daniel, did you see it? What did you make of it? Yes, I did. And look, Australia did exactly what they needed to do. They won the game comprehensively, helped their net run rate as well. A big game for a couple of guys under the pump as well. Pat Cummings copped a bit of flack. He bowled reasonably well. And Aaron Finch, 63 of 44. The men of the match, some will say it was just Ireland, but uh, he needed that and Australia needed that. And it puts us in a much better position. Couldn't disagree more, got to be honest with you. I reckon Australia could win every game from here and miss. And I wouldn't feel like they've been unlucky. I thought actually they were really unconvincing last night against a minnow. Granted, a minnow who play with a fair bit of spirit. They're, they've got some pluck, don't they, the Irish? I, I like the way they play their cricket. But let's face it, the Australian cricket team, just their game lacks a bit of nuance at the moment. They're overtly predictable, and New Zealand absolutely exposed that perfectly in the first game. But I just feel we're a little bit unsophisticated. If you look at 
our innings in the with the bat. The fifteenth over went for twenty six runs. I reckon it was. It was an eleven ball over. Uh, outside of that, I thought we were struggling to really dominate what is, quite frankly, a second-rate attack. We didn't really have anyone that dominated with the bat. Then we actually exploded with the ball. I think they were five for 30, and Australia was in a position that we really could have actually got our net run rate back in the positive after the the debacle against New Zealand. But all of a sudden, uh, what's his name? Lorca Tucker uh, was probably the best batter in the game. He scored 70-odd off 40-odd balls, and Australia's net run rate is once again behind England. And suddenly when we had a potential opportunity to have uh, our destiny in our own hands, we've blown it again. For them to get up with 130, I thought it was a really poor performance by Australia. Interested in all of your opinions, one 736 736 0427 Daniel? Yeah, look, I agree with you, Hooky, to the extent where we should have put them away and it would have helped our net run rate. I'm going to be honest, I don't think our net run rate is going to come into it. I don't think we're going to catch up to England. I think that if they win tonight against New Zealand, it's pretty much curtains anyway for us. It's trouble. Yep. Yeah, we need um, then we need England to drop their last game, which I think is against Sri Lanka. Yes, it is. So I think we're going to be up against it if England do win tonight. However, I also think you have undersold Ireland. I know they're a second-rate nation, but they absolutely dominated England the other day. So let's not forget that they have been really good in this tournament. We should have been better than what we were. But at the same time, we're not going that well. We know we're not going that well. We had a couple of players get back into a little bit of form. Um, but realistically, we've been waiting and hoping on other results. And when you put yourself in that position, it makes it really tough. Uh, 0427154166 is the text line. I've got a message here, uh, and you might have to check the phone number to see if you can recognise it. Menzel's preseason consists of eating fruit chocks. Is that true, Daniel Menzel? Men's fruit chocks. There you go. <laughs> a little plug in there. But... Um, now I'm actually, uh, if I was to go down that pathway, there's um, there's little um, chalk drops at the o- OTR actually that I get around hooky, but no, we can't eat too many of them because we're starting next week. So we've got the world's longest preseason. Oh. So I've been trying and trying to. Diet well. Draconia, I want to get back to uh, Australia. Can we just reflect on their bowling attack? So this is the vaunted greatest bowling attack in the history of Test cricket. Josh Hazelwood, Pat Cummins, um, Mitchell Stark. They're all going for over eight and over. Pat Cummins is going for nine and over. If it wasn't for the fact that Maxwell and Zampa uh, are reeling things back in, they'd be in a lot of trouble right now, I would have thought. I, I am... Maybe you can call in one three hundred seven three six seven three six and convince me otherwise. But right now, I am really concerned about the way the Australian cricket team's going. Here's the other thing: we're getting some guys injured. They're an older bunch of guys, and we played a lot of cricket on the way in. I remember uh, Matthew, not Matthew Wade, Aaron Finch saying that gee, they've played a lot of cricket before the tournament had even started, and now he's under an injury cloud. We've got one or two other guys who look like they're. They're just going up and down on the spot a little bit. Uh, again, I'm concerned. Yeah, I think the bowling attack for mine has been the disappointment of this series so far. We are playing at home. The conditions are so well suited to our Australian bowlers. I think that's where New Zealand obviously put up 200-odd runs against us. We have been really poor, and we, we've got guys who have been so good for such a long time, and they just haven't been as reliable in this tournament. With the bat, we've been okay, but we have had some good innings. But it's it's for mine, it's the bowling that has let us down. And ultimately, it might be the thing that costs us uh, in a week's time. The tool kit deposit shop, the huge range of tools, equipment, safety gear, and workwear. That is the, I call it the tool kit deposit. 
and I got caught up with a little uh, apostrophe, not an apostrophe, an exclamation mark there. It's not the toolkit deposit. It's the toolkit depot. So if you are Googling the toolkit deposit, you may not find it. Go look for the toolkit depot because you can shop the huge range of tools, equipment, safety gear and workwear. Hey, fascinating story that's emerged in the last 24 hours and it relates to Craig Randall II, who is one of the star imports for the Adelaide 36ers. I had a bit of an opinion on the Sixers. I thought... Good team, incredible imports who maybe don't gel together all of that well, all that well. Now, that story, well, I guess an image of it, if you like, has been portrayed in the media in the last 48 hours following Adelaide's overtime loss to the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix on Sunday afternoon. So there's a couple of uh, bits of vision that have emerged. The first was uh, from the game back against the New Zealand Breakers on the Friday night when it was quite clear uh, that Coach C.J. Bruton and Randall II had very, very stern words uh, during that match. And then there was a second piece of vision that related to the National Anthem being played before the Sixers-Phoenix game. And Craig Randall II stood away from the rest of his team. While the rest of his team were locked arm in arm, as sometimes you see teams do for a National Anthem, Craig Randall was standing a long way away from that. What's emerged from that is a, a News Corp journalist has sort of tweeted it out. I don't think he said anything particularly controversial, but uh, Craig Randall II on Twitter has been very, very vocal in his own defence. Now, Daniel, it's obviously very hard for us to verify the story and say who's right and who's wrong, but I just want to ask you from this point of view, and one 736 736 share your stories if you've been involved with a sport team where you've got an absolute superstar of the game who doesn't necessarily quite fit in. Have you ever had a situation along those lines? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I've been a part of Sydney and Geelong have been two really good cultures. And so we probably haven't had anyone who's straight outside the guidelines, I guess, and the culture and, and things that have really brought up questions in the media. But the one that I have played with, which is not dissimilar in this circumstance, is Buddy Franklin. And I know with Bud, there used to be a lot of things in the media that would come up, different stories you'd hear. And you'd go up to Bud and you go, mate, I haven't spoke with anyone. I yeah. don't know what this is about. I haven't heard a thing. And so I feel like, look, there might be an element of truth to this, but I feel like a little bit of this is... He is the star import, so there is so much written about him. There is so many eyeballs on him. And as soon as someone can find something that can bring him down, then absolutely that is going to come to the forefront. And I think that that is the case here with Craig Randall is, look, could he have done things better potentially? But I don't think it's the uh, probably the reaction. I think that's the way he views it as well. So, yeah, interested in your thoughts, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 We've had a text from Mario I'll just share with you. It has been a very lacklustre World Cup, and Australia have lacked motivation. Don't know if they've lacked motivation, but um, there's one thing I'll pick up on uh, there from Mario. The New Zealand game was the worst cricket Australia have played since the days of Murray Bennett and Dutchie Holland. So that's from Mario. The Australian cricket team hasn't lacked motivation. They have looked, uh, they've looked on edge. They've looked anxious. They've looked white-knuckled, Daniel. I'll just reflect back to your days playing elite sport. Can you be tense and on edge and perform at your best, or do you need to be relaxed? It looks, it strikes me that at that absolute elite, elite level, the teams that perform the best are the ones that almost play, not, not, they're not in a joking manner, but they seem to have relationships with their teammates where everything is just so relaxed and humorous. They're cracking jokes. I think um, Richmond, during that great premiership era of the last uh, seven or eight years, they would crack a joke at quarter time or just before they ran out onto the field. You've experienced it. You've lived elite sport. Uh, what, what does it take? Can you be tense and uptight and a little bit uncomfortable and still perform? 
Look, it's really challenging when that's the case. And the example I'll give is Collingwood from this year. Have a look at them and how they went in the AFL with a new coach. Literally, we just want you to take the game on, enjoy yourselves, play with passion. And they rode a wave all the way to the preliminary final. I think a little bit with Australia potentially comes down to the fact that we chopped and changed the team so much going into this World Cup that there were a lot of guys on edge and weren't sure about the security in their spots. And so therefore, potentially that pressure is coming and they're starting to get a bit more tense and they're not playing with that relaxed nature, which you talked about. And it's something that has been evident in this uh, World Cup, no doubt. And if you do get to that stage, it does make it really tricky because you almost overtry. And when you get to that stage, it's hard to go back. You start playing shots that you shouldn't playing and and you're not in that relaxed nature so I do agree with you hooky there that potentially that is what we are seeing with the Australian cricket team uh, plenty to talk about hey let's just quickly touch on tonight what a classic game it's going to be and we'll be heading from uh, there across to the Gabba for the massive game between New Zealand and England and if New Zealand win Australia are still alive if England win and in particular if England win well it's absolutely curtains for the Australians if England win Australia will rely on England losing to Sri Lanka in their final um, game of the tournament. What's your expectations for tonight? Yeah, look, I think it's going to be a great clash. I think that England will bounce back. I really do. I like their team. I think that they haven't got going so far in this tournament. They obviously didn't get to play against Australia, but there's so much to play for. New Zealand have been incredible so far, so I feel like they might potentially drop one, but that that's exactly the scenario. We need New Zealand to win because if we don't, it's going to make it really tricky. But we'll play Afghanistan here at the Adelaide Oval this Friday and we'll need to win big uh, to be able to jump over that net run rate if England do happen to get over New Zealand tonight. I just might uh, give you a score from uh, Wollongong where South Australia are playing New South Wales in the Sheffield Shield game. And I've got to say it's been a little bit disappointing once again. So New South Wales, they won the toss and batted first. Uh, they've scored five declared for 389. Made a pretty good declaration too because they lost uh, a lot of play to rain yesterday. Curtis Patterson, who I'm pretty sure is the captain of the New South Wales team at the moment, 122 not out. Daniel Hughes, 91 at the top. Uh, Jason Sanger, 52 in the middle order there. So the uh, South Australian bowling attack, Wes Ayer took two for 69 from 24 overs. Ben Menenti a wicket, Jordan Buckingham a wicket, Brendan Doggett. But the biggest and probably most unfortunate news of all is that they've lost Jake Weatherald um, following the declaration. So Australia, I'm pretty sure that's a, a South Australia, I beg your pardon. Uh, I'm pretty certain a stump score of one for 15 in reply. So gee, yet again, it's a struggle for the South Australians, isn't it? it? Look, it absolutely is in the Sheffield Shield. And not only with New South Wales making 389 for five declared, South Australia now has to face the attack of Abbott, of Tremaine, of Nathan Lyon, who took that wicket. So... There's a few others in there that they're going to have to come up against DeWashers as well. So it's going to be tough for them to be able to compete with the New South Wales team, which is absolutely stacked. Yeah, it's funny. We talked about um, the South Australian cricket team not going in with a spinner, and I think that was a right move. Funnily enough, it actually looks like we could have used a spinner here. Ben Menenti was the third bowler used and bowled 28 overs, and he's he's not a full-time spinner. Anyway, it's an interesting story. We need to talk about the Melbourne Cup. We'll do that on the other side of a break. Stream every NFL game this season live on NFL Game Pass. Visit NFL Game pass.com and Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car they made a grand utility vehicle Kia Carnival GUV don't go away you're listening to Sports Day you're listening to Sports Day for Kia Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car they made a grand utility vehicle Kia Carnival GUV
Yeah, you listen to Sports Day with Ben Hook and Daniel Menzel. The week's open line. Discover exceptional customer service. Week's homes discover different. It's one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you want to text in oh four three seven six nine three zero six zero. Did you have a bet today, mate? I did. I had a look at a couple. I went Montefilia, which I wish I actually went Gold Trip because that was the other one I was tossing up between. Yourself? Mm. Well, I'll tell you what I did. I followed the great Miles Fitzner's tips. Yes. He got a winner very early on in the day, but that was before I was really into the mode. I was just across the road at Fishbank. I've got to say, the food was amazing. It was better than my tips, I, I can tell you. <laughs> so I was with the uh, SEN crew, so it was nice to catch up with them. Had an amazing lunch over there at Fishbank. Didn't back a winner, but I did get a misery in the sweep. And I kid you not, if that didn't lay in like it did and just yes. run up the backside yes. of Gold Trip, I think it runs past it and wins. Absolutely. It looked like it was going to win about 100, 150 out, and then exactly that, it ducked back inside. But, um, yeah, I actually, I did see Miles put up a couple of things. He had Hutchie next to him, so he would have no doubt given him a couple of tips <laughs> that wouldn't have worked out. So good luck, Miles, for the future. Uh, we're going to play Tuesday, true or false, before we head across to New Zealand and England up there at the Gabba. We do it thanks to Ty Power. Save during the big holiday sale on now. You know how it works. I'll make a statement. You tell me whether it's true or false. We'll start with the AFL Magic Round. It will be played in South Australia. That will be false. It will be played in New South Wales, in Sydney. They'll look to continue to promote the game up there. You couldn't play nine games in one weekend at Adelaide Oval, in particular in the middle of winter. It'd just bog it up. Yeah, it wouldn't be great for it. Sydney's obviously got a couple of grounds, um, and I just think they're going to look to promote the game up there, especially with GWS failing at the moment or struggling. Uh, hooky, true or false? Australia won't qualify for the next round of the T20 World Cup. That's true. I'm, uh, I've been off Australia the whole way through. I think they've been unconvincing. Uh, I do think that they need to find some nuance in the team. I think they need to find a bit more variety in the bowling. We've got three or four right-arm pace bowlers. Mitchell Stark, I think, is that little bit of variety. But I just wonder where – just there's a bit of sameness to our attack. I'm not convinced on it. I think we're struggling. We'll need a lot of luck. And, uh, yeah, I'm very confident they're going to miss out. Uh, true or false, the greatest sports team in the history of sport is the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> well, that's true. We can move on. It absolutely has to be true. No, I think that as you have jumped on board, Hooky, I think they're going to be one of the greatest teams to watch in the coming year. So get on board the yeah, Memphis No, Grizzlies. they went down again today. I was a little bit disappointed with them. Your turn. Okay, true or false. Uh, I'm going to stick with cricket. Aaron Finch has silenced the critics after his 63 or 44 balls last night. No, hasn't at all. He was, uh, what was he, 40 off of 36 balls and then got a couple away late. No, absolutely not. He's... Um, his, his, his international career will finish the minute that Australia drops out of the World Cup. Um, and he may not play again, depending on the severity of his injuries. Obviously, hamstrung. You cannot get away with being uh, a liability in the field. So I think you'll find that he has played his last game. Hey, one for you, and it relates to Sheffield Shield, and you can defer back to me if you like. Sheffield Shield cricket needs to bring back first innings points. Oh, I like this. True. Um, I agree. I, I, when I was a little kid or growing up, I remember you'd always check this and always think, okay, we need the first innings. Can we get them past on the first innings? And particularly as a South Australian supporter, you wouldn't usually get the outright results. So the first innings was something you'd absolutely take. Yeah. I really think in the way the game's being played, and look, I understand no one follows first-class cricket closely, but... You tell me. You know your sport, right? And I know my sport. Tell me how the points work in Sheffield Shield cricket. Tell me how points get issued. Uh, it would just be for the win nowadays, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, but there's there's also other points. Do you know how you get them? No. No. Well, it's this ridiculous system where if you score more than 200 runs yep. after 100 overs, it's 
how many how many get over two hundred in your first hundred overs? It, it's it's yeah. crazy. It doesn't work. You need to bring first innings points back. Right, we need to wrap things up because uh, we're going to the cricket for expert car service. Book into your local Repco authorised service centre and don't risk missing all of your team's matches on the T Twenty World Cup on Ko Sports. Watch the T Twenty Cricket World Cup on Ko Sports. Well, that's me for the week, my mate. It's going to be you and Paul Bonsor. Uh, from tomorrow and I think right through to the rest of the week. So uh, it'll be an Eagles fest, I suspect. Yes, it will. Bonds will definitely get a couple of questions in there about the Eagles. But um, no, I'm looking forward to seeing how New Zealand plays against England tonight. Obviously massive for Australia's hopes going forward. So for everyone at home, we need New Zealand to get up tonight and to beat the Poms. Thanks for your company on Sports Day. Ben Hook and Daniel Menzel have joined you. It'll be Paul and Daniel next week. Enjoy the cricket tonight. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Backers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.